What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yo, y'all wake up, man. What's good? I ain't get a chance to do nothing yesterday. So it's going to be about three episodes I'm going to drop today. Yeah. So y'all get up, man. Get up. Wake up. Come holler at your boy. Y'all be on the lookout for about, I ain't going to say three pockets. Well, no, I might end up dropping like three. Three today. Three of them things today. You never know. But I just wanted to holler at y'all while I edit this first one, though. You know? So I'll let y'all load up. Hopefully everybody say, hopefully everybody got power and stuff. Yo, court, what's good with you? Call Tomlin. <laughs> hey. That's sorry, still a fans. Y'all just going through a little bit. Y'all just going through a little bit. Y'all be all right. Y'all got to get some type of running game doing Pittsburgh. Big Ben leading the NFL in pass attempts, which is crazy. You know, Pittsburgh usually smash mouth. Smash mouth defense and then the ability to throw the ball. But yeah, man, I'm about to um drop this Giannis episode. My thoughts on him signing that extension, getting that bag. But I'm going to talk about Dion because I don't think I'm going to do a true podcast on Dion. I wanted to talk to everybody. They thoughts on Dion, um, the recruits he getting a flip, both his sons coming there. I think that's dope. Shoot, I want both. I would want my sons to come to the college that I coach at too. You know what I'm saying? They killing my fantasy team not running Connor. Um. But I see a lot of folks on the low hating on Dion. On the low, they hate Dion. It be your own people. I be telling y'all, be your own people. They claim, you know, they claim one thing, and then when something start happening, like they be claiming, they don't like it. You know, I just want to hear people's thoughts. You know, cause cause my thoughts is, man, a lot of y'all out here looking shaky, man. Y'all looking real shaky. Be your own people, bro. I ain't lying to you. I mean, for real, man. Oh, shucks. Prime helping and hurting the game at the same time. How 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 are you hurting the game? That's what I want to know. How are you hurting the game? You know, it's a free-for-all every year. Everybody don't got the same advantages. Everybody don't got the same facilities. Everybody got the same, you know, alumni, boosters. Um, But now it's a problem because Dion using his celebrity to get kids to come to his school. You know, that's all, that's all I got to say. 
Seems like it's always an issue when the black man do it. Primetime takeover, baby. Let's get it. Flip the NCAA. This is awesome for black colleges. Because here's the thing I want all y'all to be wary of. If he don't win, because, you know, that's all we do is, you know, you got to win. You can't allow nobody to build a fran a build a, uh, a franchise or, or a program. They got to win instantly, right? Because that's what we in these days. These days, we don't allow people to develop. I just want to let y'all know. Everybody expect people to win right now. And to me, that's what's really effed up sports. It's expectations from media and fans. Because back in the day, you wasn't privy to everything just like that. You know what I'm saying? But now, with, with your social media, everybody got a better idea. Everybody got a voice. So, you, you get the, hey, hurry up, or they need to go type stuff. And, that, and that's why we here. That's what you get. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just telling y'all, man. They ain't gonna let Prime look. They ain't, and not any coach, any coach, but especially Prime. They ain't gonna let him do what he do. He's great for black college, but he's so big he will become twenty times better than everyone else in the sweat. I don't have an issue with that, Rock. I don't. I don't like parity. I don't believe in parity. First of all. You get it how you live. Like, sports has been slanted forever. It's been slanted forever. So when people always say, I liked it in this era and this era when you didn't know who, like, like we knew who was going to win. We knew who was going to win. You feel me? Like, I don't, like, me personally, bro, like, it's, it's open season. That's what recruiting is, open season. Use your uh, influence. That's why you you have you know former players step out and try to help recruit. You know, I mean everything is influence. Everything is glitz and glamour. Everything is a hustle. Nobody want to break it down and be truthful. Everybody want to hide behind a facade like it's so innocent. Man, the joint the joint is cutthroat out here. Recruiting is cutthroat. They selling you a dream. They selling you what could be and how you could help that could be come true. That's all it is. Everybody's selling dreams, but it seems like when the black man sell dreams, it ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? That's a, I'm keeping in a thousand with y'all. People hate that. They hate that because it's too true. It's too true. It's too true. Talking about fair, fair, fair. Is it fair that Clemson got a damn bowling alley and other other teams don't? Is it is it fair that LSU locker room looked the way it looked? No, but it's a part of the game. It's like the folks who always got the the all the spades in their hands always want to try to tell you what's supposed to be fair because the tide is turning on them. That's what it is, bro. Why you feel it like you shouldn't feel threatened? You shouldn't feel threatened. You didn't had all the spades. I ain't had no cut cards. Every little ace of hearts or ace of diamonds that I was excited about, you was cutting. 
I done bit at all these books and now you set me. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad Deion Sons went with his daddy. Who wouldn't want their kids? To, like, what? Just like Clemson, the linebacker, his daddy, the defensive coordinator. Like, you going to want your son to come play where you at. What I do like about it is he can take a HBCU to a Power 5 conference and win someday. You get cotton candy and peanuts at the fair. Exactly. Exactly, Dorsey. And look, so here now here's the kicker. Now check this out. Check this out about this Dion situation. What people gonna do? For years, I've been seeing a lot of folks saying black athletes need to go back to HBCUs versus PWIs. You know, we need to start helping the revenue and HBCUs get the TV contracts. Yada 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 yada. Now watch if. Dion don't win the first two years. How they going to say, oh, the athletes is dumb. Like, you ain't even winning. Why you going there? You need to go there so you can win. It's about winning. It's about winning. But it take time to win. Take time to win. Yeah, you got to schedule. Hey, Alabama show you every year is about scheduling. Even though Alabama and the SEC, it, it, it always amazes me how when Alabama got a big game coming up, how was a cupcake in front of that big plate? And no disrespect to the teams that I'm calling cupcake, but compared to who they play or who they gearing up to play the week after, you're the cupcake. And see, I'm glad I did this one live versus just behind the mic with nobody talking back because, you know, yesterday I just took the time and I'm kind of glad, like, it snowed and stuff because everything happened for a reason. I got to really sit back and really read various comments from various sites about Dion and how he flipping people and how kids that were like a four or five star in JUCO coming to his school and, you know, he putting out Instagram <clears throat> videos <clears throat> going at PWIs and things of that nature. We don't say nothing when them schools get all these five stars. You know what I'm saying? We won't say nothing. Now, now, granted, now, granted, we understand that Dion's celebrity plays a role in recruiting. So what? So yes, that may hurt other HBCUs in a sense, but that's just the nature of the beast. What's good, man? What's up? What's going on, man? <clears throat> I finally get on. I see. I was trying to get on live the other day. Y'all just y'all just ran me up out of there, man. Y'all didn't want none of Jane St. Patrick smoke. It's all right. With your boy with the glasses, he laying down mm -hmm. like he an Instagram model in the bed. Y'all chatting. I said, man, God dang. Y'all ain't want none of Jane St. Patrick the other day, but it's all good, baby. I hey, I ain't gonna talk you to death, but I'm gonna go against the grain. Uh, oh, first of all, I'm happy that Dion. It no, be right. I, I read a comment real. Someday they'll be the Power Five school. I'm gonna be totally honest with you, bro. The time frame. You breaking up, bro? You 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 you. What?
your your connection to the, my podcast. My podcast. Ho hold on, man. Ho hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Am I straight now, bro? Yeah, man, I don't know where you at the dungeon. Where the damn dog at? Hey, man. <laughs> Watch out, man. Am I better now, bro? Yeah, you better go. For, for okay, I'm leave. closer to my my connection. Yeah, yeah. So, I read one of one of the uh, people said they see. Jackson State beating the Power Five uh, team one day. I'm gonna be honest, I don't see it. The time frame that Dion's gonna stick around, this is a splash in the pool. You and we already discussed this. Dion has a bigger agenda on the back end. We already mm -hmm. know he can get some of the kids now at Jackson State. And when you apply for a job, especially a coaching job, the naysayers gonna say, well, "What have you done? What kind of experience, you know, do you have?" This is the experience factor right here. I'm sorry, he's using Jackson State for the, the intern experience. How many so years? if he wants to go, if he want to go to a Florida State and coach, he want to go to a Power Five, he they can now see I, I can flip kids, point blank. So when a comment came out and said, uh, I see Jackson State beating the Power Five, no. Talking to you, Rock, because Rock said it. Rock. That was yeah, Rock, I don't see that, bro. I don't see Dion sticking around more than probably – Max six years, if that. Because if Florida State come knocking, I'm sorry, bro. The third year, well, I don't know how long Dion's contract is. Let Florida State or a major power five come knocking at the door. He going to say, see you later, Jackson State. It was good. I'm out. So, Hawk, I'm out of here. I just want to drop that jewel on y'all. I'll holler at you later, bro. All right, brother. So, you heard him. He said that Dion, this is, this is, this is just a stop for something bigger. So basically, you see what James just did. Basically, he said when a PWI come knocking, Dion gonna run a 4-1 and get up out of there. That's what basically he just said. When a, If a PWI come knocking, he out of there. So he only doing it for the culture for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Man, he can be the power five school. Yeah, he can, in five years, yeah, Dion can definitely, I ain't wanna say nothing, dog. You know what I'm saying? I ain't wanna say nothing. But I know it. I know why what he really was trying to say. He was basically trying to say that Dion not doing this for the culture. Yes, he may be getting all these kids, these black and brown young men, to uh, come to Jackson. But at the end of the day, he not think about the same movement that the folks that be in my comment section or other comment sections are referring to. The the movement of going back to the forty million dollars a slave book when. You know, majority of the top flight athletes that look like us went to HBCUs because of, you know, how society was and how those teams would beat your big PWI teams and how they realized that the athletes were were phenomenal and how they had to infiltrate and go get them. Um, put in segregation laws so they could go tap that talent and take it. So James basically said that Dion a ride out and Pierre Penn said I agree he gonna he gonna three years tops so at once his son that's a QB graduates yeah so what y'all think about that man like for all the folks saying do it for the culture and tell the kids to go to HBCUs right are you gonna hold the coaches up to that same standard are you going to tell coaches you need to remain even though it's huge paydays at PWI? What are you doing as HBCU alums, even if you are well-endowed money-wise alums? You know, like uh, 
Nick Cannon is uh, connected to Howard University. You know, like, will you lean on him to start to donate, to have these endowments? Like, you know, like UVA just got an endowment that equals up to like $7 million for they, you know, coaching salaries and things like that. Are you going to get donations like that? Because that's what it, the donations, that's what it takes. As much as we want to say, you know, the athletes, the athletes, the athletes, the TV deal, it's the donations. It's the alumni support, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's the, hey, once you leave and you become successful, are you giving back or, you know, giving what you can, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Because a lot of these folks at the PWIs, they donate. They donate, bro. You know, yes, the bowl games help. Yes, being in the conference and splitting that TV money helps. Uh, but... You know, you got to upgrade facilities, upgrade travel, the building nets, just attracting like names and then and, and basically telling people to do it for the, you're telling people for their livelihood to do it for the culture while you might be working for corporate 500 and you not doing it for the culture. My guy better remember George Southern beat Florida in Gainesville without recruiting class. Dion will have. And George Southern threw three passes the whole game. It depends. It depends on what he does at Jackson. These kids aren't allowed to play this spring. Uncle Luke says something similar. He was talking about the coaching side of it. FSU will come knocking sooner than y'all think. My prediction is 2022, Dion can tap into alumni money at FC. Again, Sean, that was a uh, – hey, well, that was a, that's great feedback. Like, what do we do with these coaches? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do we do with the coach? Do we hold the coaches to the same standard as these young adolescent teens that's coming out of high school, right? Poverty situations, single-parent households to where they go on these recruiting visits. They see the glitz and glamours from the PWI. They see the old, I can see that down the street type of look at some of these other schools, not saying all schools. And then you want them to go to the old, oh, I can see this down the street type of vibes for the culture when the grown-ups not doing it for the culture. So that's what that's why I always start to kind of look at things like, damn, man. Yes, we want to, you know, monopolize and get back to the in-house money, you know. You want to take it back to the Black Wall Street days and things like that. But a lot of times the adults be barking more and be expecting the kids to bite. And it's way harder for kids to go to HBCU and get drafted in the NFL. I don't know about that. I don't know about that statement. You can go to an HBCU and still get drafted high in football. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that, P.A., you can still get drafted balling out. If your ass can run and you got the measurables and your numbers are legit and you got a hype train. Now, you got to get a hype train behind you. I ain't naive. You got to have a team around you that's hyping your ass up. You better be on Instagram and Twitter showing every highlight you got on all these All-American teams and all that. Um, but, yeah, who trying, to, who trying to come up in this piece? My man, Rob T.
Nope, not true. Yeah. Not true at all. What's not, not true? Not even a little bit. About a kid going to the NFL from HBCU. Not true at all. It has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with the kid, what his measurables are, how he projects the National Football League, how he's basically coachable, what he's been through. The problem with the HBCUs is not the athlete, it's the coach. Mm-hmm. And there's not an HBCU coach in the country that's not going to take a power five drive as soon as that kid gets there. The only reason why Deion Sanders is doing what he's doing is he's able to bring the tension back to himself again. That's what primetime does. <laughs> now his kid's there. He can basically make it the way he want to be. He has nobody to answer to because of his name and status. He couldn't get that team type of structure and that team set up at Florida State because it's corporate America. And corporate America is not what the HBCUs operate on. It operates on ticket sales, band play, uh, you know, notoriety. And, and things like that. So that's that's the reality of it. So the kid that was a number uh, one JUCO player, I can relate. I was number three JUCO cornerback when at the same time I knew what I knew now. Put yourself in a situation where you can be the show. And at the end of the day, make sure you understand the business where you're trying to go. And that's where it's going to be. It doesn't matter. Lance, Lance Stevenson from North Dakota State, who, who played basically only one game his junior year is going to be drafted in the first round. Doesn't mm. matter what agent he signed with. Doesn't matter what. what Playoffs he won, doesn't matter what championships he got, he about to get dra- drafted just like Carson Wentz did from yep. North Dakota State. And nobody even know who the coach was or what conference they playing. So trust the facts, not the process. There you go. Rob T just laid that smack down, sir. Y'all some shut the hell up, Juice. I mean, I I, I, I agree, man. It's splendid. A lot of a lot of <laughs> That's what they want. They want you to think you can't make it from the HBCU. That's the that's the banana in the tailpipe. That's the scare tactic. Right, right. And then like, like Walter Payton, again, it's funny because uh, the Jerry. school that he went to, right, and and, and 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 the thing is, they do that one double A trip. The Walter Payton Award is based off of one double A. So once again, they're saying that you can be a good guy and be the best uh, man, but you can't be the best player. The Heisman and the Thorpe and other things like that come from other places that make it seem like that's where it matters most. If you notice at National Signing Day yesterday, and that's what irks me all the time, is that every time the, the, the guy, whether they're a four-star, five-star, the kids take the bait on that, and then essentially all of a sudden they promote and they brand the actual logo of mm. the actual school. All of a sudden now the kid no longer matters. But it's 10 minutes ago, he and his star was everything. Yeah. But now that he made a decision, now it goes back to the school and their logo. The kid is just a name now. So with that kid from um, – um, from, that was going to Jackson State now, just did. He just basically made himself somebody in the space. He doesn't put himself in the space where his name's going to be mentioned. And that's what professional sports is all about. It's not just your ability to play. It's about your ability to be able to brand yourself, to put yourself in a situation where, like, you stand out. Going to Georgia as a JUCO product, once again, Georgia gets the ratings. They'll get to say they got this guy. And more than likely, they'll bring a kid in that's basically their local from high school, and they'll play over that JUCO guy. Mm-hmm. And that kid may never get a shot to feel the same way when kids going to Alabama just because they had a recruiting number to be on the bench for four or five years. The only guy that was smart enough to get away from that is Josh Jacobs. He didn't even play at Alabama. I'm not sitting here. I know my talent. I know what I'm capable of. I'm not going to sit here and waste my time and, and, and become the next Trent Richardson and be washed up before I get in. I'm going to go ahead and go take my talents and into the NFL. He ran that time he ran. He had the balance, the vision. He had the skill set. So that kid, that corner, and I don't know his measurables, but if he's anywhere close to six foot one, Anywhere close to 210 pounds, anywhere close to 4'4", 4'3", it's a done deal. He can go play at Burger King. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said before. 
players do not need the NCAA in basketball or football to go and be successful at the pros. They make rules to keep you from doing that, but at the same time, Adrian Peterson was ready to go pro. They just had rules that wouldn't let him to go pro way back when. So that's the point. And there's other guys that can do it as well, based on their size, speed, and measurement. But within football, obviously, there's a level of maturity that's needed. So that's when it goes back to the actual individual. Yeah. If you're planning to go pro, then you start positioning yourself nutritionally, mentally, and physically to do so. Deion Sanders played pros for so many years. He's now at Jackson State. He knows what that looks like. So the reality is that kid has all that he needs. It doesn't matter if you played against, as I said earlier, these big-time schools. That's not how it's evaluated. People keep saying that. Justin Herbert didn't play that many games either. Nobody knows that. Mm-mm. But they keep talking about, but again, the guys that played all those games, like Kelly Bryant, where he at right now? Where you and I at? <laughs> Somewhere in a video vlog. So the reality is, again, you can play all those games against the ACC components. Ty's boy did the same exact thing. It means absolutely nothing. And the NFL does not care. Dig mm-hmm. is up. As simple as that. You you are your own business, the mellow ball from this ground outside to the moon, and the sun and back around is like the F far ahead of Michael Jordan when he got to the pros on a sense of professional what basketball really means. Yeah. He knew more. He did more. He understood the business more. And at the end of the day, Michael Jordan understand that he don't sell those tickets anymore like LaMelo can sell as an owner. Yeah. Nobody comes to the game to watch Michael from back when. So that's the, what I'm saying is to compare the mentality. Michael Jordan, the greatest player ever. This is a new era of sports. Mm-hmm. Melo Ball owns a team. He's a top three pick. He don't got to split his money with nobody. But at the end of the day, if you understand that as in his business, you're going to go a lot further. So again, invest it in yourself. Go to Jackson State. Dominate. Don't get it twisted. Dominate Jackson State. Hey, you can't go there and be okay. Yeah. You got to dominate. Nobody can, you can't give them more than two touchdowns at Jackson State a, a, a year and think you're going to be a high-rated draft pick. However, if you got the message, like I said, the NFL could care less. Yeah. Don't. It's the, and it's starting high school, even with even with the recruiting agency, with the stars. You got to go to camps. You exactly. basically buy your star. Exactly. Because exactly. same talent produce on the field but if you go to one of those camps big time camps pay that money and you do well you you'll be amazed at how you'll get an extra star just because oh right. I saw him at this camp this camp not this camp right. I'm at this camp or the school they recruit you because again they get paid in that that's again I talk about the sports trafficking thing it's, it's paid for play that's what was back in the day when they talked about payola when it came to records on the radio yeah. It's like the end of the day, a certain school gets paid from recruiting statuses and stars through their schools. So once again, even this, deb- this debacle of the college football playoffs, if you do the research for the last 15 years from 2005 to 2019, the majority of players and people that won the national championship come from Southern schools, specifically the ones that have no- low income from an economy standpoint. So you basically keep seeing teams like Alabama or LSU and things like that with these African-American athletes. But you can't say it's about competitive balance in education because Alabama's a 50th-ranked state in education. Mm. But yet, so all this stuff we're talking about going into a college football season, winning a national championship, the playoff, it's going to be the same people 95% of the time. That's not competitive balance. That ain't really doing anything. So why should a player buy into going somewhere and do something that already basically is, is, is baked in? Yeah. It's like you're not, you're not doing anything. You're seeing right now the situation with LSU. Joe Burrow, the oldest, older than Lamar Jackson, is gone. Now LSU lose five games, but they turn around and beat Florida, the man that wanted to pack the house with, with, with COVID. Oh, like, no. These guys are comical. They get that self, They're comical. They get that self-imposed ban, too, 
for right. Right. And when you're not gonna make a bowl game, you're not even gonna make a bowl game. Yeah, that's. And so what did the bowl? But this is what this is where I'm glad this happened, Ballhawk, is because schools like Pitt and schools like Boston College then told everybody, bowl games mean nothing. I've been telling players for years. You know, I have a client that I told them we yeah. ain't doing a bowl game. We announced the day after they lost to Ohio State, he leaving. Like it's business. We ain't got time to be having these negative articles about your team. The coach, BC and Pitt just said that literally. Uh, yeah, no, we, we're not doing a bowl game. Why? Because that's all that is is branding for the actual school. We're gonna put these kids back in a pandemic to give them these cheesy plastic watches, these cotton T-shirts. Yeah. And then literally, all of a sudden, send them back home sick to their parents. Again, so the guys that are on Pitt and the guys that are on Boston College, they're telling. You don't need this bowl game to go to the league and not go to the league. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. They just told you that. And the same thing with, with LSU. Are we going to do this bowl? I thought you need the bowl game to go to the national championship or, go, or to be ready for the NFL. And no, we're going to self-impose ban. You wasn't going to a bowl game anyway. Yeah. So this 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 whole college football season with COVID has exposed this thing for what it really is, the fraud. It's been a fraud when you basically got teams that are undefeated, four of them, and they ain't going to even sniff the playoffs. And you change the rules in the middle of the year to get Ohio State in because yeah. the we want to play her mentality, which means mass murder, by the way, crowd is now up there trying to push these guys in. Guess what? This is how funny this is. And this is to Justin Fields fans or or, or uh, Trevor Lawrence. Neither one of y'all winning the Heisman. It's done. So the money that Dabo was basically trying to count on that y'all was going to get because y'all wanted to play so bad, I looked like trash. And at the end of the day, both of y'all to hurt your draft status. Yeah. Just the facts, not the process. Yeah, he said neither. What are y'all going to win the Heisman? So who you got winning the Heisman? <laughs> neither one of them. Let me tell you, he's going to win the Heisman. It's the dude from Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's over. Yeah. So that's the whole point. They wasn't trying to win no championship. They wanted to come in, thought they are going to break some records in a pandemic, and basically they, they look horrible, absolutely horrible. Yeah, boy, boy, no. They don't look great. Two Ohio State didn't look great beating Indiana by three points. Yeah. Three points? Three points. But you want to play. How many how many games uh Ohio State done played? Four, five? Who? How many games Ohio State played? Four, five. They played they played um five, I think. This would be their this would be their, their fifth game, sixth game against um against Northwestern. Yeah, that's that's why you should get the Heisman. You beat Northwestern in the championship, Big Ten championship. It's yeah, an absolute joke, man. That's so crazy. They said, nope, they winning it. One, two. Penn State, Penn State won one game. We want to play. Everybody want to play. Won one game. Yeah. They were ranked top ten in the country, but we want. But they win one game, but we want to play. That's <laughs> Michigan go to go to triple overtime against Rutgers, but we want to play. All these coaches that so-called great are being exposed to what they are not. And it's simple. The players that opted out, that's what it is. Mm. Players players opted out, and now they got to coach guys that are not, like, you know, super seniors like Joe Burrow, and then literally now expect you to try to make it to a championship. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You tapping in, dog. I see other people trying to get on, see what they got to say. <laughs> He's shaking his head, disgust. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, dog. Appreciate you, homie. <laughs> yeah, man.
I'm hot. I'll get with you. <laughs> All right. Hey, yo, Rob is hilarious, yo. Yo. Oh, my goodness. Hey, man, if you want to tap in, man, just hit the hit the invite. I invite you in. Um, Yo, but we got to stop saying, oh, I've been saying this. If you got an HBCU and a PWI guy and they play the same position, it ain't a guarantee the PWI going to get drafted over the HBCU. Not today. Not today. Not today. We got to stop. See, we got to stop running with this narrative. That ain't true. Not today. It's hard to make it to the league no matter where you go. I want to put that out there. You're just not going to HBCU. just not going to a PWI. No matter where you go, it's hard to make it to the NFL, NBA, MLB, MLS, any professional league. Okay? Now, granted, your coach does play a role. As he's, Your coach plays a role. Your coach has influence. Your coach has connections. Your agent plays a hell of a role. So you can go to an HBCU and one of these agents that got connects sign, like want you to sign with them. And, and they get in somebody like Mel Kuyper here or, or Todd McShay here, boy, and somebody owed them a favor. You know what I'm saying? I just want to let you know, man, y'all got to realize it's just not the school, the coach, the age. It's funny that got the ball time for what even though you it's like being on the top, man. So, Rob, Rob, what's good, man? Huh? And you got it resting on your stomach or something? Got your mic? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you now. Um, it, it, it's tricky. It, it's a few things I had wanted to touch on. Some that you said earlier about holding the adults accountable and uh, what my man was just talking about. I still have to disagree. Well, and, and you just uh, tapped in on it also. I still have to disagree with mm -hmm. that. Now, I know during my time that, that was what it was. I don't know what HBCU did to black college during my era, yeah. but like Bro, you can put up historical numbers, and you lucky if you go fifth round. You know, yeah, like now, Robert. Are you right about that? that? During your time and when you played, especially with the resume that you had, that shows you that back then it was bullshit. Yeah, uh, I mean, cause I didn't even, I didn't get invited to Indy, any of that. Like I had to go strictly the free agent route and things of that sort. I look at Robert Mathis. Robert Mathis broke the record for sacks and everything and he went fifth round and it was a great nfl player all these things now you seeing guys get drafted out of black college and you like hold on we was doo-doo i this guy i, I yeah. never even you know and, and people are getting a shot but i know personally this is what i was told when i had other guys that played the same position i played the same amount of years get picked up in the league now, mm -hmm. they went late. They went six and seven round and free agent. But still, I was told that I was playing against a lack of competition. That's why I was so dominant. But they're not being told that. Because, like dudes just said, when you 6'4 and 6'5 and stuff like that, they can't teach that. They can't teach 6'1, 6'2, running 4'3. Yeah. 
they can't teach that. Now yeah. they will find they will find you with those measurements. But if you got a guy at Alabama, y'all the same height, same speed, same everything, they're gonna take the Alabama guy because they feel like he played against better competition. So I, I believe that they still look I, at it that way. I, I, let me stop you right there. You said linebacker. That's true. If y'all were quarterbacks, cool. see your face? Because to me, it depends. Like, when you talk about comparing, like, players, that's why I said the school and the coach matter. Like, you like you can have the same measurables, but that – like, if, if you – so if you play a running back, if you play – I don't even know if you play if you play corner. If you went to Alabama, you play corner. You know what I'm saying? Like in certain positions that certain schools get like denied, like DBU, DBU, running back you. So yeah, a HBCU can't compete with a school known as. So if you're a DB and you competing versus like an LSU for DBs, yeah, you gonna have an upfield battle because they have that yeah. pipe like high school recruiting. So I agree with folks, but I'm just saying you you want to have that if if everything's equal, like everybody's respected, you we don't know who gonna get drafted. It just depends on if that organization wants the story, like I took a kid from HBCU, or if the if that organization don't have or the coach don't have the time to worry about the story, he just want the safe guy. Which I'm gonna say it puts you like this: the PWI guy will be the safe guy. Uh, and that's why they and that's why they do that how and that's the reason why you got you have special people in life who going to be hall of famers and coaching and and whatever it is their position is because they're not necessarily the safe guy i give yeah. you a prime example i played college ball with a guy who actually came from memphis just like i did we both same class same everything I'm starting as a freshman at Alabama State. He can't get on the field. Mm -hmm. He transfers, go to JUCO, then goes to LSU, goes mm -hmm. to the Miami Dolphins, right? He's the same guy, but he got the LSU tag now. And that's, that's what kids got to be careful with. Like, Dion is, Dion is going to help because of this. If Pride say you can do it, they're going to listen. Especially if you play DB. Yes. But when you... <laughs> And during our time, this is how it works. You could go to a PWI first and transfer mm -hmm. into a black college, they'll still give you your opportunity. Mm -hmm. But if you just come straight into black college, it's like it knock you down three, four pegs. Mm -hmm. So the the kid that's the kids that's transferring in, they already played some downs uh at a big school, they're gonna be fine. They're he, gonna be fine whether they transfer to Alabama State, Alcorn State, whatever state, long as they got that on their look at Tavares Jackson. Every guy that we every Raymond, guy that we had Okay, what you say? He just said something about Steve McNair. And you just said Tavares Jackson, which uh DJ said Tavares Jackson. It's just amazing. So with so again, it lets you know how powerful the media is. Cause even though it wasn't social media back then yeah you saw him a lot mm -hmm. you know espn a lot and that's <laughs> yeah, he was just, you that, and that's different though dude was special <laughs> i don't think people know how special air mcnair was bro yeah. like it, it 
it, it you, you couldn't deny it. But guess what? I played with another guy that was special like that who didn't even get a shot, Darnell Kennedy. Mm. But he, he didn't have the size. You probably know DK, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He didn't have the size, though. You know, but he had everything else. If Darnell Kennedy was a lot younger and played in today's game, yeah. he'd be Russell Wilson in the NFL. Yeah. Like, he would get a shot and be able to be something great. But during our era, during our time, the HBCU had a black eye. That's the reason why I didn't even play basketball in college or anything. Because when I was there, the last guy that was, that was picked up by the NBA was Lindsey Hunter. I was like, shit, that was a long time ago. Like, but, <laughs> but it was guys that could actually hoop. I was like, what is it that they have on black college? Now, what you said about Dion about holding them accountable and stuff like that, the adults. The if, adult. if this, I, I really wish we could pull Dion's car. It'd be messed up to do to a black man. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it, it'd, be mess, it, it'd be messed up. You mother culture, though, because we're telling, we're telling young adolescent men and women, hey, be the change. Don't go to PWIs. Keep it in-house. But then you're allowing the adults to take this monetary gain from leaving the same spot we telling these kids who had opportunity to go to the same spot this adult about to go to. That's my only my only thought, man. Is like he gonna do it. He they gonna, gonna do they, it. We can't fault them. Well, you can't fault them. Everybody wants monetary gain. Everybody does. Nobody gets into a job and doesn't want to raise. I'm not saying it's not about oh somebody selling out. We ain't saying that. We ain't saying you licking boots and kissing asses. But everybody wants a raise. And if a, if a PWI come like FSU, the school he went to, that's the exception. We know if his alma mater say yo prime, <laughs> you got all the resources. He could be like, but hey, <laughs> th th that's gonna that's gonna be a problem though, Hulk, because it is. As great as the move is for Prime to come to HBCU, it's gonna be devastating if that happened, bro. Like, yes. it's going to be devastating, and it's going to make a whole lot of kids say, "I'm not letting that happen to me." To me, yeah. Like, it's bigger than Dion right now. That's like Dion's so big right now that, bro. I went to Alabama State. I'm a root for Dion every game but one. Yep. No lie. Because I, I know it's bigger than it just my school. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if Dion bite the bullet and say, you know what? I know what's going on here. I know what they're trying to do. They know that we will set black colleges back another hundred years if I let them pull me from this right now. Because it's going to scare kids off. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to stay. We need him to say it, though. He can't just do it. He needs to educate the people on what's going on. I'm going to stay because I want other coaches with my prestige to come into black college also and we make this thing bigger than what it is. So we want to put black college on the same playing field as the PWIs. In order to do it, I got to stay because if I don't, I don't care who comes out there. Jerry, Jerry Rice can do it. Anybody can do it. Everybody can be like, nope. Mm -mm. That's a fact. He stepped into something like even he even if Dion' goal wasn't to change the landscape for the culture, right? 
-hmm. even if that wasn't his purpose it, it's become his purpose because you just said it he can do something that's so legendary and dynamic and generational that if and dj said if he succeeds say if he's succeeding and he's getting down recruits to come and he's changing the facilities he's getting the tv deals he's bringing more exposure to the conference in which you played in and he never leaves man listen that'd be bigger than anything he did on the field that'd be huge man he he colin kaepernick status with that no he'd be he'd be bigger than colin <laughs> golly and like i i ain't disrespecting colin colin movement i'm, I'm just saying in totality because collins collins stands can they can they can they can they can blur that with the flag mm -hmm. what i'm saying is you can't blur nothing with dion what he doing that's what i'm saying so that's nah, you can't. don't don't get me wrong when i say bigger than colin i mean it's almost to where if you hate you you just racist mm-hmm you can't hide behind nothing you feel me it destroys the system it destroys the landscape it destroys everything that was built that 40 million dollar slave talked about that beltway is done and they just said what if lovey smith came what if uh sumlin came what if these prominent coaches that's been clamoring for these opportunities at these big schools say you know what i could just go here because i still got a name you know what I'm saying? Like, if Lovey Smith, he may not be respected in those rounds, but he's still an NFL coach. Still an NFL, and that matters to players. Yeah, he walked. That matters to players. Uh, what's the what's the guy that coached at Cleveland that got fired? That was the receivers coach for Chad Johnson. He was just on I Am uh, Athlete podcast, but somebody he won. I know he still. Oh, uh, Hugh. You talking about Hugh? Yeah. If you want to still coach, these are faces. These are names that's that's like you gotta have a face and a name when you recruit like recruits gotta identify the parents somebody gotta know you what did you do you lay your resume because i got yours as a coach i got your resume i got your film i got your sats i got your stats now they like what can you do for me because that's what it's about what can you do for me if you got nfl tagged to your name the kid is gonna listen more and i was wrong back in the day because there's some coaches out here that can coach their butt off probably the most knowledgeable coach that ever coached me was a guy who i found out was sorry in college and everything mm -hmm. but guess what i was prepared every saturday i knew everything that team was gonna do but you know who i listened to the most mm -hmm. the coach that played in the nfl yeah and all he used to tell me was Man, she did go out there and hit somebody. <laughs> That's why I wasn't coaching at all. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just used to pay us for knocking people out. So that was my thing, man. Like, whatever he say do, that's what I'm doing. And like as a kid, you're not you're not smart enough or wise enough to know that you know what? Coaching is coaching. Whoever understand and know the game, that's who I really need to listen to. No, you like, man, this man here been to where I want to get to, so I need to listen to him because he's probably going to put me, he's going to give me the better directions. That's a fact. That's what you think. Not knowing that yeah. he probably was just gifted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Yeah, that too. It's kind of like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan probably couldn't, couldn't teach you how to play basketball to save your life. <laughs> Not like he played, and that's a great point. People gotta realize this: just because you was a great player, don't mean you'd be a great teacher. Because a lot of 
a lot of times they can just do it. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of the things that, like, you got singers and you got songwriters. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what a lot of people get get it twisted. So that's why when the reports came out with Dion's first coaching staff that had T.O. Warren Sapp and everybody getting excited, and I was like, first of all, this ain't true. But even if it was true, how do we know T.O. would be a great teacher? How do we know Warren Sapp would be a great teacher? This doesn't take away from their ability. But a lot of great players can't be great teachers. And you got a lot of mediocre mediocre players that are great teachers because they didn't have that athleticism. They had to use their IQ. They had to study the game because they had a lot of deficiencies that they had to overcome. That's why all these freak athletes, a lot of freak athletes, you don't really see them coaching because that comes out. Because they say, hey, man, just run this route. And then <laughs> the player be like, can you break, like, break it down for them? And they're like, huh? Just do it. <laughs> Yo, just do it. <laughs> That'd be so funny to me. But look, and we don't even know if Dion is a great coach, right? Mm. But I do I do know this. Like, and I'm not trying to brag on myself or anything like that. You was a baller. I was a baller. One thing about it is, and you was a student of the game also. I was a student of the game. So, like, working on technique and all that, that matter. I, I think I had the perfect blend of that. I, I want the greatest athlete of all time to where I didn't have to work. Because I see it all the time. I remember when I used to tell folks, there's Brian to be out the league in a few years because he don't work on his craft, right? He All he work on is his – all he do is his gifts. When all you do is use your gifts, then eventually when your gifts start to dwindle, now you don't have any craft, any skills to lean back on. So, yeah, so to and, know what it is. Hey, I want folks to think that you said Dad didn't work hard. Notice what Rock said. He said on his craft. And when he said craft, he mean like the little things, the boring shit, like the get off. The, yes. In every route. Being very, like, break, like how, how you see Antonio Brown work. Exactly. And that, and see, that, that, that's, that's what we go to freak, like, Dad was, a, he's a freak athlete. Mm -hmm. And, and AB was, Average size, just good enough speed, so had to work on deficiencies to even get there when you got that mm. free guy that That's why Jerry was so great. That's why everybody respect Jerry, because you you see Jerry just like, yo, he got every ounce of greatness out of his ability. Yes. That's the reason why you had to show like pros versus Joes. A joke can think he can beat Jerry because it's nothing special about Jerry Rice walking around and yeah. you line up in front of him. But I was going to say this. Dion may or may not be able to coach, but he got something that's so powerful. Dude, a, a, a pimp, man. He a player. That mouthpiece? Yo. Bruh, he got a bunch of lame coaches right now on his staff. Yeah, I, and I said it to where they can see it, because you know, of course, with black college, we got these groups and all that. I said, look at all these lame motherfuckers he got around him, bro. He, like, he, he, like, he got, I think I'm feeling like they the shit. Like, that, that's how much prestige he carry. Everybody around him think they shit smell like potpourri. You mean lame as a personality or a coaching ability? I just, I just mean as personality and far as during their playing days, okay. I could tell they, they probably was some busters. They so you, probably No, because people gonna say how you gonna call it, but I see what you say. I see what you say. Yeah, like what about this they, though. They, they want they want the alpha males, but now look at them. Like when you see them videos Dion not dumb. 
you better not bring no alpha male in there as part of your staff and you were out like that. <laughs> One thing I was this Justin said some real shit. People get this misconstrued. Head coach don't really have to be a great coach. They could be you a know. great identify identifier of talent and a great manager of men and the game. As long as you know when to call timeout, as long as you know when to play situation of football, and as long as you know how to identify other good coaches. Yeah, because the head, the head coach, I, I can't think of one head coach other than arena football because they have to carry uh, multiple okay. uh, hats. hats. Yeah, The arena football, the only league I ever played in where the head coach does a lot of stuff. But other than that, Everywhere else I played, the head coach be sleeping shit and practicing. I didn't allow them to, to delegate. They wouldn't have no money. <laughs> uh, the only time I really – I'll never forget, bro. Me and the head coach for them, them meetings, uh, them uh, press conferences on Monday we'll have to go to. That's the only time I really remember seeing the head coach and when he addressed the team before and after practice and shit like that. Like, but he ain't coaching. Facts, yo. Only time I would say this, like when you first start in high school, you definitely like high school love. You definitely got a coach, right? Because yeah. basically everybody volunteers, they teachers, they work for stipends. Unless you live in like Texas, to where you get paid, or you work for a private school where they funnel in money, when that's your whole life. Like everybody's just coaching. But um, as you said, once you get to college and people make adequate salaries to where that's all they concentrate on. That head coach is basically a manager, a manager of men, and pulling from different resources and applying it. You know what I'm saying? But you got your anomalies, and and marvelous said, you know, saving Belichick, Harbaugh. Like, first of all, which Harbaugh? Not the, the Harbaugh. Missed, like he a great coach. <laughs> which Harbaugh? Because <laughs> because for somebody who supposed to play quarterback, like his quarter, he can't like. He make you question, can he evaluate the position? You know what I'm saying? Like, you was a quarterback. That's the one position we should never worry about with you. And Harbaugh okay. missed it. When are you going to get a good quarterback? I, hey, I, that, see how this is what I don't get. It, it make me wonder, do these coaches actually be knowing X's and O's? Because if you got the arm talent, oh, yeah. I, can, I can coach you into a good quarterback. Yeah, he said Clifton King, like Cliff Kingsbury. I ain't worried about the quarterback position if he coaching. Matt Nagy, I ain't supposed to worry about it, but I, you know, he get a mulligan for me because he's coming from the AFL, and I don't like Mr. Bisky that much, but get your bad match. But you know, like McVay, I ain't worried about the quarterback position either. Like, but, check ahead. this out, Hawk. It goes back to Dion. I think swag matters so much when you're dealing with black athletes, even with white athletes. Check this out. Dion don't even play quarterback, but he probably going to walk in a goddamn meeting or a film session and with so much swag. Look, look, look here, man. That's all we got going right here, man. Look, we, they, they sitting over here. Hey. Your, your, your first read is the corner. If the corner sitting, we're going to hit the corner route. Mm. If the corner getting back, we're gonna hit the flat. Man, that's all you gotta do. Yeah, and like in the in the quarterback a king, I'm like, damn, is that easy? That easy. But Harbaugh probably walk in and be like, look, you got the X and it goes here, and then the and like and you confuse a kid. Mm -hmm. But Dion probably gonna Dion gonna be breaking that shit down to where it's so simple. Look, this is how DB think right here. 
I think I sound like him when I talk like that. But look, and I, you know what, dog? I mean, you said you just opened my mind to a lot of stuff, man. So when you got a Hall of Fame guy like Dion, right? And he got he's so utterly confident. He's coaching with that confidence in meetings, and he's labbing with his players. It can be infectious, especially if you start off successful. Because we all know, just like that DB, if you get a pick on that first series, that mother sucker gonna ball. <laughs> he gonna he gonna ball the whole what? game. <laughs> what? Let me get a pick the first series, bitch. I am locking up. Hey, we pressing, coach. I didn't got a pick. And then you can say, and that <laughs> does wonders. For DB, so imagine a quarterback. Hey, right. let me tell you how DBs think. This, 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 and this, and then he's successful early. But if his ass ain't successful, exactly. <laughs> Shallow, you know, Shallow. What's the what's the quarterback? Like? He gonna look at me like, Daddy, you tripping? <laughs> I, I, I I I can hear Dion now because I had a coach that used to do this for me, and I wasn't even. I'm not a a real quarterback or no shit like that. But I used to dominate at the position because the man really had me believing that no matter what the defense do, they wrong. Mm. <laughs> I really believe that. And yeah. football is definitely designed off, like that. No? They said perfect, perfect play, perfect call on defense. The offense always going to win. So, so I don't know. Like, y'all so crazy. Y'all used to remember stuff that I ain't remember I used to say back in the day. But this something else I used to say. I don't know if you used to pick up on this. I used to always tell receivers i never been beat by a receiver. And I say that, you know, of course, you know, I didn't play football long enough. I'd have been beat before. Yeah. But what I'm saying to the receiver is I make the quarterback beat me. I'm not going to let you beat me. The yeah. quarterback got to beat me. Yeah. You know, and so if the quarterback and the receiver on the same page, there ain't nothing you can do. Yeah. It's nothing, and, and I'm a I'm a defensive player that's telling folks that that's this how this game is set up. But see, it's nothing you can do when them two people on the same page. You just drop the jewel right there. You just drop the jewel, right? People always say, "Yo, what are they gonna do to cover him? What are they gonna do to this? What are they gonna do to that?" And I always say, "I wor I always worry about the coordinator. I went in the film picking up Tennessee from the coordinator. Yes. Where the ball lined up at, the down the distance. First, mm -hmm. I." That's what I wanted to pick up on first. Then I'll get to route tendencies. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when I was in Georgia and we was playing against Orlando and they had Bobby Scipio. And, uh, I picked up on something with the coordinator did was Scipio. It was, it was, they were intertwined. They were together. Hold on, before you keep going, mm -hmm. and, and you, you was a hell of an athlete, but do you think you a better athlete than Sip? Hell no. Exactly. So you gotta <laughs> You gotta pick up on something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're going against T T Tub, you know he can run like the wind, so you better pick up on a tendency. Even uh Al Vance. Al Vance is super fast. And Al Vance, and I ain't saying it because our homeboy. I told him this in, in, in Grand Rapids. He didn't have he didn't have indicators in his routes. Yeah. Only thing Al Vance indicated, I would say, and he don't play him when he coached now. Only thing indicated Al Vance really had was if if he did like a corner route, and this is crazy, his his head would kind of nod like just like slight. Yeah, you know? and it wouldn't be like one of them. He would Al Vance one of them dudes that where if he was running the corner, he'll actually lean corner early. Mm-hmm. But he'll still give you a post move. He'll go to the post 
Like, and mm -hmm. you think, oh, I got him, and then he go right back. And now, yeah, like, so that would trick you because you be knowing he leaning there. You be saying this, yeah, oh, he's he going like, corner. Yeah, and then like, he hit you with that post. You be like, oh, I was wrong. Like, oh, no, I was right. Was, and but he's over. Post like three and a half, four. Like, he wouldn't just go post like two steps. Like, a lot of dudes, yeah. they'll go post like two. He'll go damn near four to he'll get you to peek back, and then he'll go back corner. He was, his was Scipio issue, not issue. And look, he said he did that. Here's Scipio's. This was when we played. So who was in Orlando, dog? Uh, playing for the Georgia Force. We was playing at Orlando. And granted, Scipio had gave me troubles for years. You remember, they had Snap and TT on that team? Nah, TT wasn't there then. Nah, TT wasn't Ooh, there. I'm finna say, because TT was hell. So, <laughs> Scipio did, dog. And I finally figured it out. This is year 10. Finally figured the shit out. So anytime <laughs> the ball was on the college hat, the college hat was where the ball was closer to the wall. They always ran posts. They went, they, no. They always ran corner. Most of the time it was on, oh, let me think. They went against the tendency. So anytime it was on the college, most people would go corner because you got more room. And if it was on a pro, they went post because there's more room. Well, Orlando and Sip, they went against the tendency. And he would give it away. He would always, if he dove you all the way in, he was gone. Most mm -hmm. people, they dive you in, they come out. I never knew that over the years because I never, like, paid attention. Dog, when I tell you that game, had, like, two picks, had one caught. But, dog, when I tell you, I could have been talking hella trash to Sip, but I knew Sip was crazy. And if you talk trash to him, he'll literally like choke. And, and we ended up getting, a, not me and him, but he ended up getting a fight with another DB and choked his ass over the wall. And I was like, yo, big bro, like chill, even though I'm older than him, chill. That's and, a big dude. And people know, how, like, Sipio got us, you know, salute to Sip, man. Because um, I think he's still locked up. But. Yeah, but I let you know, man. Like tendencies, and but the but me Panthers the offensive coordinator, and, and it won't Jay Gruden, and I forgot who was the offensive coordinator, but they had tendencies. But every every receiver was doing it that way, and like you said, I ain't beating you. I ain't worried about you. I'm worried about him. I'm gonna beat him. Exactly, and and when you do when you do that, like you you increase your chances of being successful and i think Dion would be smart enough to coach that up uh what people don't know which i don't believe him Dion say he never talked trash i i it, his body language didn't show that yeah no, i hate when Dion say that you I, know what i i can see Dion responding to trash he had to say something with him and andre rise got into a fight he said something <laughs> <laughs> when he played against Michael Irvin, he was saying something. I had to get said. When he played for the 49ers in 94, he was talking. I don't think he, he went out. I, I, I believe when he say he didn't talk trash to the sense of he made it a purpose. Like, like Chad Johnson make it a purpose. Like, what's your boy to play for the Rams that went to Florida State? Um, Number 20. Yeah, uh, Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's up. <laughs> you talking about but, the street dog? Ridiculous. And, and look, and and the hard knocks, hard knocks showed me that Ramsey is actually very, very, very smart. 
because he was telling the receiver how to run a route. And it was textbook, like, teaching, one-on-one, like, breaking down, hey, when you run your slant, you need to do this, you need to do that. Well, I've been said, you said a mouthful. I tell my receivers I studied the coordinator, his tendencies, and then I start breaking down the five dudes in the second day. It's, see, people think, oh, then what I tell folks all the time, folks be like, man, man you, you was this, you was that. I'm like, I have to credit studying more to being successful than I ever could athletic ability. Yes. Like, it's like, I, I'm, I'm putting up 15, 16, 18 targets in games because I was literally knowing the play. I, no lie. Like, yeah, and, that's your bank. them used to get mad at me at practice. Because I would call out every play they had. And, yeah. like, other folks that didn't know me used to think, like, man, that's some bullshit. Like, uh, I want to do he do that in the game. And I had teammates say, you fucking right he do that shit in the game. Like, I I, I had a, a young player one time. We had a certain play called Amster Frontier. I told him, they were calling the cage. Red, red, red. I said, hey, bless the big guy, bless the big guy. He said, that's not the play. Right. I said, just do it and tell coach I told you to do it. Boom, so we in film, coach are like, son, good play, but why did you do this? He got a sack, right? He said, I ain't even going to lie, coach. Rock just told me to go. So coach uh, was like, son, you keep doing your own thing, but as long as it's working, you can keep doing it. Hey, he like, <laughs> I but I didn't know on the play. I don't know if you remember this. We played in Grand Rapids. We was playing, was getting ready for Tampa. Remember Tampa had that tight trips bunch? They ran mm -hmm. that, that, that wide receiver screen. And Ton kept thinking that I was looking at the cue cards or something, because every time in practice, I would jump <laughs> in the game, I dropped it. Mm -hmm. But everybody all week was like, yo, I know you looking at the scout team cards. Ain't no way you know. But you can, <laughs> I could tell by where the ball was lined up and where they were lined up that that play was coming. I could exactly. tell that fullback play was coming, because I blew that up, that play. It's just certain things, man, that when you hear commentators say, oh, he's so instinctive. He's so instinctive. They need to start saying, hey, he was in the film room. He was in the film room. You know something else that I don't get about ball players? This is why they label us dumb jocks. I figured this out way in college. Like, when I first got to Alabama State, I had to be, like, seventh on the depth chart or something. It was ugly, bro. I had never knew what it was like to be on no bench. But I climbed the depth chart fast, right, and became a starter as a freshman. Mm -hmm. Like, it took me. But what it was, I'm noticing that the plays that the ones and stuff like that run, we running the same plays. You run the same plays, yeah. I'm like, hmm. So I'm finna, you think I'm going to go out here and act like I don't know this play? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to win a job. But see, but Brock, even that, even what you just said, goes to paying the attention. Yes. So if, I'm, if I'm on second team, right, and I'm trying to win a job, and I'm supposed to be paying attention. I ain't finna be playing on the sideline. I ain't playing dumb if I know, wait a minute, they run the same plays for both groups? <laughs> In the same, the same formation? The same they run the same kind of distance? You don't think I'm gonna play the play? Man, you tripping. Cause it's the same thing gonna happen if I'm looking at it on film. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The the, the same thing. I, I, I used to tell guys this, I said, man, it's. People, people are going to try to study every single thing a team can do. That's the that's for dope. you guys on here that's still yeah. playing or trying to coach. 
That's yep. the wrong thing to do. You can't do it. You will wear yep. yourself out. What I what, uh, and and you can piggyback off of it or correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I used to do as far as film. <laughs> I, <laughs> he said, "Fucking cheaters." <laughs> I used to study the important shit, and what I mean by important shit, like crunch time, backed up situations, red zone situations. Every third down play, like, mm -hmm. see, I like first down and stuff like that, it can get tricky, you know. But when it came down to, okay, ain't no playing around right here, like, we got to have something here. It, it, it's third and four, it's third and six, third and ten. All the third down plays I always do. Because you just said the rock, and you said it, and people, I want people to realize what you just said. You said the important shit, the third downs, the red zones. And those third downs in those red zones, what play they usually gonna run? They best. They play. gonna run what they gonna run what they accustomed to. They going back to what they know they know how to do. If it's third, and when I see listen, when I see that, it's like, uh oh, yeah, trying to make a play. Yeah. If it's I, red, I, 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 I got a pick in the championship game. The last play, the last play of my career in college, I got a pick because I knew where he was going with the ball, and I couldn't even run. My leg was almost broke. Mm. And I still got the pick because I knew when they broke the heart, I was like, here we go. <laughs> it, it, was, it was like, either you finna be a, be the man or you finna goddamn be shit to bed. Which one is gonna be? Facts. I knew where the ball was going. Hey, Gerald, to answer your question, bro, why I ain't coaching? My wife is not gonna let me live that lifestyle of having to be mobile and not in the same city and traveling. I be I I have to be single, <laughs> put you like that. So that's mm -hmm. what, bro. That's why I respect coaches. Cause coaching is just like, like any former player that's coaching. First of all, that's a that's a true passion because that it's the same grind. You, you, it's a lot of hours, and then for their significant others, they special too because they that lifestyle remains. So I just didn't. Like, I want to be around my kids, with my fam. Like, I did so much moving from playing NFL Europe to Kansas City to arena ball. Wife you feel like you owe them there, don't you? Yeah, wife was like, nah, I can't, you can't, I can't do that. So, but, how? It, it also feel like this, though. I feel like no matter the, because I made that same decision, right? Mm -hmm. But it still, it feels like I'm cheating these kids because, like, I, and I don't, man, you got 53 people on here. I don't care if all 53 new men play with me. This one thing I'm gonna say right here, it might sound like I'm tooting my own horn. I know that fucking game of football. Dude, dude, and I feel dude, I man. feel like I'm cheating the game by not giving that away. I really want to, but I can't coach for anybody. Cause yeah. like I'm an alpha male, so you are that. And, I, and I know that I don't want to go to someone else's program and have to teach something that I disagree with. Oh my God, I can't do that. But see, that's where that's where the collaborative effort should come like that's what i think that's what shows the greatness of head coaches because even though head coaches got their way it shouldn't come to where it's like two bulls knocking heads it's just you understanding the x and o's and it's a collaboratory effort to where you might be saying something that's right even though the technique isn't something that he likes so you can mesh it you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? so that's that's why i always say like head coaches are great at being great listeners. Like, if you're a great leader, you listen more than anything. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to. It, 
it's a few coaches out there who like they'll bring me out of this retired stage mm -hmm. if they ever get a head gig. And I, I, I got to shout out Coach Sig. He uh he ended up going to Alabama or something like that at one point. Uh, so I don't know where he at now, but I never forget. They had me to come out there to coach. This guy plays defensive back. So I'm out there. I'm an assistant defensive backs coach. Mm. This man walked this man walked over there to me about two, three weeks into the uh program. That man said, bro, you know, you know about the, you teach this better than I do. He said, It's your it's yours. That's what's and up. I was like, I was so shocked that man did that. Like, I can coach for somebody like that. Yeah. We, we didn't that man, like to me, that was if I'm a head coach and I got guys that can do their thing. I'm the, the less responsibility on me as possible. Shoot, I'm gonna let you do you. As long as you, as long as you carry out my vision, you can communicate it any way you see fit. As long as it get yes, back or values of what I want. So if I don't want to run man, I'm not worried about the technique in which you're teaching. If you're, as long as you carrying out and making them the best man to man DBs, I do want to say this to any coach, whether it's high school or college and i'm not a coach but i have coached and i wish i could coach so i use my podcast as a way of coaching you, you got to start coaching these men and women whether it's basketball or whatever coaching them for the next level like preparing them for the next level just don't coach them to dominate your system which is very limited to that level so if you're a high school coach you out here running the spinner on offense and all y'all doing is freaking running and faking and what are you really teaching as far as in the position to help that's them? why i hate georgia tech i always hated that school bro because i that's not football man like y'all playing high school football don't get me wrong you're gonna win a lot of games but how many of them guys gonna be ready for the pros yeah you get you had a calvin johnson come through and stuff like that every now and then you have a freak of nature but you're not going to the nfl with that i mean just think about so you say Calvin Johnson, just, I, 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 always, I wish I could have a sit down with him and just say, hey, bro, when you got to Detroit Lions or leading up to the draft, right, how much route running concepts did you have down and how much did you have to learn? Mm -hmm. Once he was 6'5", running 4'3", how much time did he have to put in to really run routes? for the NFL level, because we know what routes you ran in Georgia Tech. And you dominate. <laughs> but did they do you a disservice as far as you playing catch-up? Exactly. Sometimes you can have these players have very, like, pedestrian numbers in college, but you can see, like, yo, in the league, they going to kill. Because they ain't got to learn nothing. They just mm -hmm. ain't featured. They just ain't got a lot of hype. But a lot of times... And we do this, and we fans of the game. You know, first thing we do, we go look at somebody's numbers and say, oh, he got to be better because his number's better. But that's why I love when you put on the film and you see somebody like, oh, yo, who is that, though? Like, who is this? Like, he going to be – like, well, I always say, this dude was nice in college, but I think he going to be the better pro. People don't understand why I say that because you can see their foundation. Because we talked about that when somebody's athletic ability break down. Somebody like Richard Sherman got a foundation to where – he could play different positions. Charles Wilson and Rod, Rod Wilson, they showed you. They were athletic freaks, especially Rod. He blew his knee out. Hey, he hey. Oh, my bad. I was going to say, and people forget this. 
a lot of people that's working on the pro level as far as talent scouting and recruiting and things of that sort, they're fans, just like the everyday casual fan, right? They get so blown away. They they get caught up in stats. I ain't going to say no name because we ain't got to bash anybody, but you played with them before also. I know what it's like to play with a guy who, like, people think you hate when you be like, nah, I don't really think he can play. You know, like, he don't know that – he he uh he's not that athletic. He he can't do this, can't do that. But what he does do, he gambles, right? Yeah. So his stats are gonna be off the chain. He mm. might have eleven picks, but he gave up thirty touchdowns. You see what I'm saying? And like Yeah. But people only looking at the eleven picks or like Jameis Winston, thirty touchdowns. It, it, it depends on who's looking at it. You looking at the thirty touchdowns or you looking at the thirty INTs, right? So it all or you looking at it as a whole. And a lot of times people get caught up in the stats and stuff like that. They automate, oh, he can play. That That's not always how it happens. And, and back to the, are you preparing the people for the league? I know you probably, you had a longer stint than I did, but I remember going up for certain teams. And I've always been taught the easiest throw is inside, right? So yeah. in man coverage, you're going to be slightly lined up inside. Yeah. Man, these folks would not let me do that, bro. And I think that's one reason why I didn't make this team. I'm balling doing it my way. But and coach, like, son, you're doing a good job. He's like, but you can't do that on this level. Yeah. You like, all your help is inside. Line up, head up, or outside. I'm like, man, like, that was so awkward for me. Huh? Were they playing man free? Were they playing like that's what I, it it don't matter if we playing man free or not. Like, I like lining inside, and guess what? If I'm gonna force you inside to my help, you're not gonna know it. I'm gonna backpedal and oh, stem to outside of you. Side to make it appear that you ain't got no help. Exactly. Like I'm playing mind games with this. Yeah. Like I used to always do that when I had cloud, bro. I line up like I, I'm in sky. Yeah, just which, so you can so so you can run that hit, so I can run and get a pick or been, knock you the hell out. Yeah, we we did. It. I mean, you play alongside me. You know, I would tell you quick, like, dog, why the hell are you lining up where you supposed to go? Get your ass! I would tell you. <laughs> You'd be yeah, like, you can't do. That's the worst thing in the world. I'd be like, when we <laughs> when you were playing one time, you was like, huh, why are you way out here? I was like, dog, I'm gonna jump in there as soon as they snap the ball. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> Scoot over. <laughs> I'm like, I got you. Don't trust me. I ain't gonna... <laughs> you know, and I realized now, like, dude know, dude know what he's doing, man. I ain't got to worry about him not being where he's supposed to be. Yeah, I, I that used to, like, that used to piss like, me off in real football when a guy, like, as a linebacker, linebacker should beat up DBs. Like, if you got a bliss, the quarterback know you blissing if the damn Satan that came lined up right over you. Hey, you just. Let me say something, um, cause DJ said something. Yeah, we wasn't saying that that Georgia Tech ran triple option with Calvin. You right with Calvin Johnson. I was saying they didn't ask Calvin to display every route there, mm -hmm. and wasn't what he knew. That's what we were saying. So yeah, y'all right. Yeah, they didn't they didn't run triple option with Ball and with Calvin Johnson. He wasn't run, he he wasn't running he wasn't running the route tree neither. Yeah, we were just trying to figure out like what was really taught to him because we know Georgia Tech was just, you know, a chunk. It was a chunk offense. Mm -hmm. You know, 
throw it, throw it deep. He's six five. But then we saw what's that he that Calvin get he can run every route. Cause see, cause against Georgia Tech, you had to uh pick your poison. Am I gonna load up this box to stop this run? Mm-hmm. And lead Calvin Johnson one on one is hey, so like that with Dez White was at Georgia Tech and it had Joe Hamilton when we played against them. Oh, we thought that Dez Dez just all he could do is run deep. And then you know he got with the Bears and stuff, he could run every right, every route. Oh, that was man, playing against goddamn Joe Hamilton and Dez, my God. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Yeah, we had it was number six in the country in '98. We had we was beating them by I want to say 14 and a half. We ended up losing by a field goal, man. Hold on, y'all lost. Yeah, they came back and beat us. Oh, this Wait, is what's crazy. crazy. The fact that we end up playing ball together is retarded. But I used to hear about y'all because I used to want to play basketball against Ronald Curry. I because I couldn't I couldn't stand them because I was like, ain't no way they play they hooping like that in Virginia, man. This man number one in football and basketball, right? We heard about y'all and it wasn't no social media. So like imagine if y'all had social media with Oh, that I, team. oh yeah. Man. Oh my god. Around when Ronald Curry was coming out, bro. And you got so everybody say, you know, like I watched the Shade Cotton documentary. They're like LeBron James for LeBron James. Ron was social media wise, LeBron before LeBron. You know what I'm saying? He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't a basketball player like Bron was. Like Bron is a is is special, but social media wise, football wise, quarterback. Oh, he's a mother goat. No matter who I didn't see on any level. <laughs> I don't, but, Ron, see, I, I'm talking about the Drew Brees is all of them. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in life, period. And I ain't saying that because he was throwing a ball to me. That man Jamma could do everything, bro. Computer in his head. He was doing check with me's in the ninth grade. Two plays. Out of, that's a ninth grader. See, I didn't know he was a student of the game like that. I thought he was just gifted over everybody. He, duh. I put you like this. Ron was an athlete, but he wasn't uber athletic. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like, like, like AI was more athletic than Ron. Ron mm -hmm. arm was special, bro. Special touch. Yeah, he's special when everybody in the nation know who you are, and there's no social media, it's just newspaper and telegrams and all. No, that, <laughs> like, that that dude, love that dude to death. Though that dude is ridiculous. It's just you know, the coaching in Carolina won't up to Paul. He had like four different offensive coordinators. He had the Achilles injury. Everything happened for a reason. That's why he's a. He's a you know what? He, he. I'm gonna tell you what. What I feel like he messed up it. He made a basketball decision instead of a loved, football decision. He loved it. He loved basketball. You know, different than Charlie Ward of Florida State. Like Charlie was a quarterback that should have went to the NFL. And I know a lot of people, you know, not Charlie because of size. Me and DJ, that's how me and DJ Sailor met. We was talking about uh, Charlie Ward. And uh, that's how we became cool. Um, you know, they talk about Charlie's frame, but if the the offenses today, well, if the game was, if the off, like, the off, like, if quarterbacks like him were accepted like they was today, Charlie Ward would be a household name like no other. Like, that's how that's, that's what happens. I tell people, some of us, like, I, I I remember 
back in the day where the folks used to be like, man, if, if you're good, they're fine and all this. And I remember dudes used to do all that woulda, shoulda, coulda talk. I'm like, man, I don't believe them dudes. They just weren't good enough. I don't, I don't look at it that way no more. Some people just born at the wrong time. Yeah, man. It's and, just, and I feel that way because they take linebackers my size now. They want you to be smaller they, and running fast and hit yeah. like, them. But I was knocked for that coming out of you too little. I've been knocked my whole life on there, but I'm, I'm dominating. Like, what you mean, too little? Give me a shot. Ain't that amazing, bro? Like, like the things you get knocked for, you got knocked for, it's celebrated. So it shows progression, though. Yeah. So you had to be the martyr, in a sense. It shows progression. Like everything. Like we have. I'm happy that Charlie Ward type quarterbacks are welcomed and and sought after. I, I love that. They used to get changed to. They used to get changed to run. Say it again. Uh, we froze up. There you go. Somebody. Somebody must be calling you, Hawk. I said. We get changed. Those quarterbacks back during our time got changed to running back and receiving. Yeah. Oh, he's an athlete. Cordell Stewart got switched to slash. Um, And I don't know. You know, That's who I thought I was in high school. Yeah. Man, that's Coach like Coach said, man, I got that young Cordell Stewart, man. We win when we put him back there. That's true. That's who I thought I was, Cordell Stewart. Remember him? That's Who? crazy. They played against each other in the national championship. Tommy Frazier versus uh, Charlie Wolf, if I'm not mistaken. He was still at the You Bradley. played against Tommy Frazier? Hell no. Nah, my cousin did. He was at I'm about to say, Hulk. Jolly. Because those, hey, those my favorite, nah, those my favorite players. I was in the, Nebraska with my favorite team. I'm about to say, Hulk, you old as No. That be the You boys are so cold. Your boys are so cold. Yeah. Man, you remember that backfield they had? Say ninety was ninety three, yeah. Oh, hey, Amar Green in that backfield. Amar Green, yeah. Oh my God, they had a squad. Man, no, I, could no he was, bro. Yes, I had to do a podcast just appreciating like the people before us, man. That 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 get lost, lost in translation. That people forget it was nice. A lot of <laughs> dudes out this mug that was nice. Facts. But shoot, man, let me get up out of here, man. Appreciate you rocking with me, dog, as always. Dropping the No problem, man. Hey, that too. We kept them tuned in on that one, man. They were they was enjoying that. That's a fact. I'll get up with you though. All right. All right. All right, man. I gotta get up out of here. I gotta go to a meeting in a minute. But um salute to everybody that tuned in, man. Man, that's a lot of numbers, man. That's that's blessings right there. You know, we peaked at 70 people today. Um, yeah, Randy Moss was at Florida State at the same time. Peter Ward, well, you know, they would have crossed over. Because Randy was at Florida State. My cousin Sean Hammond was in his last senior year, I think. Um, but, yeah, man, appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. At the end of the day, I love what Deion Sanders is doing. I think a lot of folks got to realize this. Don't give me that parody talk. Don't give me that fair talk. Don't give me none of that. All right? Recruiting is like selling a car. Everybody ain't got the same perks. Everybody got the same everything. If Dion can sell his celebrity to get players to come to HBCU, is great. Um, need to take it back to the essence. 
but I hope he is successful and I hope he remains. I'm not going to fault him if a Florida State comes and try to clip him because everybody want to move up. But I hope he uses the HBCU. He moves them up and he moves the salaries up and he moves the facilities up and he moves the ability to be a head coach at the HBCUs. He makes that attractive. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, man, that's the episode. I'm going to at y'all. Peace. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code, The Ball Hawk Show, to get 20% off and free shipping, man. Go get the products. You need it. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you take care of yourself. I'm a holler. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.